Hi, this is Teacher Tails, T-A-I-L-S, Podcast 77, Teacher You Lie. There ain't no Emily Garcia. As a fifth grade teacher, each year I still tackle the topic of handwriting with my canned speech, Kids, you need to write neatly. History is filled with catastrophes caused by poor writing. I cite a Civil War battle in which a Union general wrote three desperate notes to an officer in a nearby supportive position. The officer couldn't read the note, and by the third reply, a Confederate unit overran the hill. Then I expound about messy numbers and the havoc it has wrought on banking. Like the time I transferred $500 from my teaching job in Korea to a bank in New York, and somebody added a few zeros. I ended up with $500,000 in my bank account. For six hours, I must admit, though, it was quickly found out. Finally, I prattle on about Emily. Oh, no, not the Emily story again, one kid complains. A few kids roll their eyes. Yes, the Emily story. I stare at a student named Frankie. This entire episode really is for him, but the others will benefit. His handwriting is absolutely the worst. Some days his words slant to the left, some days to the right. The letters spill over lines. And they're supposed to all be contained between them. This is missed by the child. O's look like E's. I's look like J's. M and N's combine to form pyramid-like creations that approximate cuneiform, perhaps. Maybe, maybe it could qualify for Cyrillic. But as for English, it's a wretched, discombobulated unreadable mess. Emily, I continue, had no second finger joints. None. Zero. No second joints on any of her fingers. The class is focused, even my groaners. I hold my right hand up and bend all my fingers into my palm. I let the palm face me so the kids only see the back of my hand with my fingers bent down. I'm trying to give them a visual. Visuals are good for fifth graders. And I continue, Emily had the best handwriting in California. I look at Frankie. (sighs) So I have to ask myself, how could a girl without finger joints write beautifully but some of you can't. Frankie is erasing, actually smearing the heck out of his paper. Kimberly raises her hand. When was this Emily in your class? Hmm, I say stroking the stubble of my goatee. Maybe five, six, seven years ago? Where is she now, asks another kid. Hmm, I believe she moved. Right, says another kid. Another, a very brave one, says, Teacher, you lie. There ain't no Emily Garcia. About two months later, 
the intercom clicked on. Mr. K, can a former student of yours stop by? Sure, I say. Who is it? A Miss Emily Garcia. The intercom clicks off. I smile. Kimberly's jaw is wide open. Is that the Emily? Yes, it is. And uh, kids, let's be polite and not stare. A slight knock on the door eventually precedes Emily's entrance. She is skinnier and taller than I recalled her. Hi, Mr. K. Remember me? Of course, like I could fret you. And how come you're out of school? She whispers, high school bomb scare. They shut down school, so I thought, why not check up on my old teacher to make sure she didn't forget about me? I turn and present Emily to the class. Class, this is Emily. She has the best handwriting in California. The class is dumbfounded. They're staring at her hands. They're kids. What are they going to do? Class, you know what? Let's do handwriting. I turn and whisper to her, hey, would you mind helping me? You still make the kids do handwriting? I go, yes, I do. It's good for them. Have you heard of computers, Mr. K? We use computers these days. Yes, I have, and we have them. But the power goes out, a program goes cuckoo, and everybody is helpless. So I still teach handwriting. It doesn't hurt. Between us, this is a complaint that I've heard from kids, some parents, and even a few of the younger teachers. Too bad, I think. Emily, I ask, can you pass out the handwriting paper? I point to a pile of white line papers on the table near the front of the room. The kids know the drill, and they clear off their desks and whip out pencils. Emily grabs a ream of paper and saunters down the rows, handing out papers one at a time, slipping them on each child's desk. So, um, how long ago did you suffer with me, I ask Emily. She laughs. Six years ago. I'm a junior now. So what else is new in your life? Oh, I had seven more operations on my hands and feet. And she goes, and look at my mouth. And she opened her mouth wide, a full set of teeth. She goes, remember, I only had 11 teeth before. I have really nice false teeth. I gave her the thumbs up. She gives me the leftover papers. She smiles, and she holds up both of her hands for the class to see. The kids are really quiet. This is a rare thing. I think Kimberly might even cry. A few weeks float by, and two benefits from Emily's visit are apparent. Frankie's handwriting has started to improve. Not a lot. A tad. It's starting to look like a tiny bit, perhaps, resembling English, maybe old English. And as for the remainder of that year, I have a class that will believe anything that I tell them from now until their bones are planted in the fertile, chocolate-colored Salinas Valley soil. Absolutely anything.